One of my favorite Christmas movies that I have been watching nearly every year of my life is Charlie Brown Christmas. And there is one thing that happens in that movie that I have not noticed until this year. And it is when Linus drops his blanket. If you know the character of Linus in Charlie Brown, you know Linus is full of fear, and he has the security blanket, this blanket he carries with him all the time, and his friends are always trying to get him to drop that blanket. But he never will. He just clings to it. It's a security blanket. But as he's reading the passage that Micah just so beautifully read for us from Luke chapter 2, he drops his blanket. And I want you to watch this clip and notice the exact words that he is saying when he drops the blanket. Let's take a look. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. <laughs> Did you catch that? The exact words he's saying when he drops the blanket are... Fear not. Fear not. Comes from the passage in Luke 2 when the angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds and the scriptures say, the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which shall be for all people. As I think over this past year and the countless conversations I have had with people, I think underlying so many of those conversations underlying so many of the things that wake us up at 3 a.m. is this powerful force called fear. We fear the future. We fear for our loved ones. We fear we are not enough. We fear we haven't planned adequately enough for the future. We fear being alone. We fear our own abilities. And right alongside those fears, like Linus, we hold tight to security blankets. And they have names, like control, and cash, success, family, comfort, an endless array of addictions. And in the Christmas story, the angel of the Lord says to the shepherds two things. Fear not, for behold. Fear not, and behold. The angel is saying the presence of this Christ child 
can undermine your fears. The presence of this Christ child can free you from the habits you hold. The presence of this Christ child can allow you to drop the false security blankets you hold. The Bible says the shepherds in the story, they were terrified. It says they were terrified. They were full of fear. And when the angel appears, the angel says, fear not. And it's kind of interesting because every single time in the Bible that an angel of the Lord appears to human beings, the first words they always say are some version of fear not. Do not fear. Every single time. It's almost like in angel training school, they said, you know, when you show up to the humans, they're going to freak out. So right away, fear not. Do not fear. The angel is saying, fear not for behold. If you accept the good tidings I bring, it will undermine your fear. Fear is a curious thing. Because in a perfect relationship, there is no fear. In a perfect relationship, three things are true. You are fully known, fully loved, with no fear of rejection. In a perfect relationship, you're totally safe, totally free, completely trusting, completely unafraid. You're fully known, fully loved, no fear of rejection. The scriptures say that's actually how it was with human beings and God at the beginning, that there was a perfect relationship between human beings and God. And the story says that when shame entered the story, when sin entered the story, the first thing that happened to human beings is they were full of fear. The first humans, the first thing they did is they hid and we have been hiding and afraid ever since. From our earliest days, we, we fear rejection. So what do we do? We pick up that security blanket called approval seeking. I'm going to seek the approval of others because I fear rejection. From our earliest days, we fear failure. So what do we do? We pick up the security blanket called achieving and success and proving our worth. We fear the future. So we pick up a security blanket and we call it like being in control. We become control freaks. Of course, on one level, whenever you talk about fear, on one level we have to acknowledge that there's, there, is one, there is a part of us that needs to be grateful to our fear because your fear has kept you alive. Like your fear is in part the reason you are here. There is this very primal part of our brains, and when a tiger is approaching, it tells you, it kicks in, and it says either fight, flight, freeze. So on one level, we got to say, let's be grateful. We're only here because our fear has kept us alive. But the problem with fear is it wants to drive the car of your life. It wants to steer. It wants to be at the wheel. And fear has just one line. Like, if fear were a character in the movie of your life and it kept showing up on the scene, it has like one line of dialogue. It keeps showing up over and over. And its one line is this. 
you know, you know, you could lose. You know, you, you could be rejected. You know, you might bomb out. Fear has one line and it always begins with, you know. Fear is not all bad, but it needs to ride in the back seat and it cannot choose the music for your life. And the birth of Jesus that we celebrate tonight undermines our greatest fears because the coming of Christ into the world means that now there is a way for human beings to be reconciled to God. We sing about that when we sing Christmas carols that say, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. The birth of Christ means now there is a way for human beings to enter a perfect relationship with God where you are fully known, fully loved, no fear of rejection. And the birth of Christ has made that possible. The birth of Jesus undermines our fears because now, no matter what circumstances I face, I can say, Because of Christ, I am one in whom Christ dwells and delights. And I live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. That kingdom is not in trouble, and neither am I. No matter where I've been, no matter what I've done, because of what Christ did, I can say, I am one in whom Christ dwells and delights. And no matter what I face, I can say, and I live. Where do I live? I live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. See, here's the problem. Fear, fear initiates paralysis in our lives, and God is inviting you, not into a set of beliefs, not into like this moral, you know, check these boxes sort of list of rules. God is inviting us into a divine dance. The mystery of the incarnation is that God became flesh, dwelt among us, and in the person of Christ, because of the work and ministry of Jesus, we can now live in the presence of God, beginning now and into eternity. That is so much more beautiful than just a set of beliefs you ascribe to. That is a divine choreography, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, living with one another in love and generosity and service. And so whenever you step out in love and generosity and service, you are entering that eternal dance. When you give so another may thrive, you are taking your place in the divine dance of dynamic love. That is what God is all about. Christ came so we could have the possibility of entering this dance. Jesus would talk about the kingdom of God. All the time he'd talk about the kingdom of God. He would say, there is this kingdom. It is here now. You can live in it. And in this kingdom, you are enfolded into a dance where you are fully known, fully loved, no fear of rejection. And you, in this dance, are filled with the very presence of God's spirit. So you are filled with the very qualities that we were just reminded of in the lighting of the candles of the Advent wreath. You are filled with the presence of hope, peace, joy, love when you are filled with the presence of Christ. 
But fear has something to say to those candles, doesn't it? Fear comes along and kind of whispers to the candle of hope. You have a lot to despair. Let me give you the list. And fear comes along to joy and says, like, wipe that smile off your face. You really should be serious because life is hard. And fear comes along and whispers to peace, here's a bunch of things you should be irritated about. Focus your attention on these conflicts. No space for peace. Fear comes along and says to all of these things, comes along to love and says, that's not, uh, you know that's not very safe, right? Don't risk loving. You might get hurt. So what do we say to fear? Because as long as we live on this side of eternity, we will experience fear. So how do we, as the angel said, fear not and behold? First, when your fear starts saying to you, you know, you could really bomb, you could be rejected, you could lose, you say to your fear, I know. And then you smile and you behold. Because of course those things could happen. When you love, there is risk. If we learn anything from the incarnation of Christ at Christmas, it is that there is no love without vulnerability. To love is to be vulnerable. So you just imagine Jesus entering this world and fear coming and whispering to the newborn Christ child, whispering in his ear, you know, there was no room for you in the inn. You know, they might misunderstand you, Jesus. You know, you might suffer. You might even die. And you know what I imagine Jesus doing? Looking up from that manger and saying, I know. And smiling and beholding. Beholding what? We are beholding the presence of God here and now. Of course you might be misunderstood. Of course you might be rejected. But when you live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God, there's no room for fear. Because no matter what you face, that kingdom is not in trouble. So neither are you. I can remember, um, you know, when Russell, my son, was born, I remember just, you know, going into his room at night in his crib and just, like, looking at him as he was sleeping. So sweet. And in those moments, I remember just being filled with all these qualities, like all the hope, dreaming about his little life, and so much love and joy and peace and just caught up in the goodness. Like my heart could explode looking at him sleep. And sometimes I remember suddenly right alongside all of that goodness would be this thought, something really bad could happen to him. Isn't that what fear does? Like it comes right into beautiful moments and it says, worst case scenario. Like here's the worst case scenario. Let's think about the worst case scenario. And so the thing about the worst case scenario is it whispers to us these things. And we have to be honest. 
Worst case scenario, it is possible. And so there is no point in arguing with fear. Instead, we go straight into the fear and we say, I know. And we smile and we behold and we are beholding God in this moment that we do have. Because the fear of losing someone does not keep you from losing them. It just keeps you from enjoying them while they're here. And so you say to fear, I know. I know the worst is possible, but we are here now. And I behold God in this moment that we have been given. See, following God in the way of Jesus, it is so much more beautiful than just ascribing to a certain set of beliefs or rules. It is a way of life where moment by moment, day by day, we are leaning in and listening to the voice of eternal love. Fear puts us in paralysis mode. The way of Jesus invites you to show up in love. The angels say, fear not for behold. What they're saying is, behold this Savior. Like, look at this child. Look at God. Don't be fearing. Be perceiving. Behold him, and you won't be afraid. To the degree that you behold him, to the degree that you gaze at, grasp, relish, internalize, rejoice in the presence of this child, to that degree, the fears of your life will be undermined. Fear not. Behold, a Savior is born. Now, if you were watching closely the movie clip, did you notice when Linus finishes his big, bold speech where he drops his blanket, he proceeds to pick it back up again? Kind of anticlimactic, isn't it? Fear not. Drop the blanket. Pick it right back up again. Just like Linus, we do the same thing. Like we might stand tall in a moment of faith, a moment when we proclaim, I live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. But at some point, often out of habit, we just reach down and pick it back up. Linus, he clearly knows the story, like the knowledge is there. And sometimes we too, it's like we know in our heads certain things. We feel in our hearts certain things. We, we might even proclaim with our words And yet, we look in the mirror one morning, find that tattered old blanket draped over our shoulders again. But this is not the end of the story of Linus and his blanket. The movie actually ends with the Peanuts gang not just singing, but singing in worship. You know what they're doing? They're beholding. The obvious song choice at this moment could have been Oh, Christmas Tree, because the notes of that song had been playing underneath in the background. But now, the focus is no longer the tree. The focus has become bigger than the tree. The focus is now on Christ. And so instead, they sing in the final moments of this movie, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Glory to the Newborn King. And really, what we're watching the close of this movie is like an impromptu worship service. So as we watch this final scene, I want you to notice where Linus's blanket ends up. Let's take a look. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. 
It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. Charlie Brown is a blockhead, but he did get a nice tree. and for all at the foot of that beautiful tree at the foot of the cross his fears are undermined in worship as he beholds Emmanuel God with us he has moved from just a knowledge of the story to a deeper place of beholding and that deeper place has practical meaning in his life. He lays down the blanket once and for all, and because of Christmas, because of Emmanuel, God with us, we can too. Let's pray together as we close. Lord Jesus, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to our world. You've shown us what it looks like to be most human, You've made a way for us to live unafraid in the strong and unshakable ground of your kingdom. We marvel at this mystery, mystery of the incarnation. We worship you with awe and wonder. We wish to be filled with your presence, the presence of hope, peace, and joy this Christmas. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. <laughs>